0: It's the Fisher and Maddie podcast. Another episode, (laughs) another episode. (laughs) We got a a special guest today on the podcast, too.
2: That's right. We are going to have a conversation with Joseph Rudy. He is from Coker College. He's the director of esports. And the head coach there, and we want to talk about esports. How are you today, Joseph? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm happy to talk with you guys. And let's talk about esports. It's it's blowing up now.
0: The gaming world is coming to schools, basically, and and, and just it's just taking off. It's a it's a sport now. How did you get involved with with esports?
3: Yeah. So my background is as a kid growing up, I loved playing sports. I'd pro- I'd watch ESPN. Constantly. I think I probably would watch uh, Sports Center like on repeat three or four hours in every day just (laughs) because I always loved competition. And I was also a big gamer, played a lot, played a little too much, probably. (laughs) Um, But I did balance between sports and video games. Uh, Went to college, and that's when I noticed that we were starting up a club there. And we were originally starting in the game League of Legends. Ah. And we just casually added on more and more and more games and this is just a perfect combination of the sports world and the video game world for me and it was just somewhere to take my competition where um in sports i was always decent at most of the games but i never excelled enough to play at the collegiate level uh but i was always good at gaming and i got to try my hands out while i was at penn state um played for a little bit did a lot of things behind the scenes and then i was eventually the president there where I ran tournaments, worked with companies such as Riot and Blizzard to throw events, Um, and then with that experience, when Coker was starting up a program, they knew they wanted esports. They had a general idea of what it was, but besides that, they didn't know where to go. So they reached out, tried to find somebody, and that's where I found them and came to Coker, been here for about a year and a half now, almost two years, and then slowly grown up this esports program to what it is today. Nice. Any talented players there? I have some really talented players on my team. Um, we have two players in Overwatch that are considered, um, they're in the ranking of top 500, which is very simple. They're the top 500 uh, in the country um, wow. in their specific roles. And we also have one player in on our League of Legends team who last year um, had the most kills in the entire nation in the collegiate team. Whoa. Wow,
2: well what are their names? Go ahead
3: and shout them out Yeah, We're all about plugs and <laughs> so shout outs and all that Our players is um, Andrew Schick, he goes as uh, Shamian game and it's uh, Madison Smith, she goes as Salty Wolf and our League of Legends player is Alex Mueller and his in game name is Fully How
0: About So you gotta have your game names, your gamer <laughs> tag, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we, we got some recognition right here in in the PD with, <laughs> with, with those gamers. That's pretty cool. So how – okay, on campus, when you talk to the uh, the, the other directors, you know, the, the director of athletic sports or whatever, are they looking at you guys like, whoa, like, what's going on? Like, this is a whole new thing, or are they absorbing it? Are they, like, kind of saying, Are they showing okay.
3: you
2: respect? Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: they're, they're kind of on the background kind of looking into it because a lot of them – Don't know what it is, and it's completely new to them. But they are very interested. I have coaches come up all the time and just ask me questions. They'll say, "Hey, I saw you won this game. Can you explain like how the game happens?" Because they might have watched, and they might not have understand. Um, My dad tells me all the time that he watches all our games, understands nothing, but it's exciting. (laughs) And that's one thing that's great about esports. He actually just watched the Overwatch finals that happened in Philly this past weekend. He watched it while it was on ABC. And it's been the same thing. No clue what's going on, but I was on the edge of my feet the entire time. Yeah, it's very so, exciting. something where it's very easy to get into, even if you know nothing about the game. <laughs> yeah. um, even for myself, I will watch an eSports tournament of a game that I've never played, and I love watching that kind of stuff.
2: Well, let's start from the beginning, So, because I don't know much about it. First of all, we're talking, does E stand for electronic sports? Let me just clarify that.
3: Yeah, it's electronic sports. Uh, it was like the original name that they come up with maybe like five years ago. It was just electronic sports and they just kind of done esports for uh, just to make it a lot easier.
2: Okay, okay, so that makes sense. So now, if you're talking about a, a young person who, and, and we are talking, I'm glad that you shouted out one of the names was a female's name, right? So we're not just talking mm-hmm. about young men. Um, girls are playing too. Uh, so if you're talking about somebody that's that loves playing video games. How do they transition that into something they can do in college, something they can do professionally? Like what's the steps that need to be taken?
3: Yeah. So I think the first step is definitely going to be self-improvement. It's just like any other sport. Uh, When I played basketball in high school, I played that three, four hours a day and I made sure that I wasn't just wasting my time and actually taking it seriously. It's the same with esports. You have to be able to, um, not only play the games at a high level but you've got to be able to grow, you've got to be able to get better and it's not just fooling around playing games with friends. A lot of it is also learning and trying to watch the pros as well. There are um, what are considered patch notes for these games that come out and a big skill is being able to go through the patch notes and and kind of play out like, oh, this champion's going to get strong coming out soon or this champion's going to be a little weak and being able to adapt your own play style as different heroes or different champions get stronger or weaker um a lot of flexibility is needed as these players so it's definitely the self-improvement is going to be a good uh good thing to start working on making sure that you are able to work well in in a team environment you have a lot of players who can be the the best in solo queue and they're not pros for a reason and that's because they're just not able to work on a team and that's something that you have to be able to do um luckily enough for a lot of these uh players is that a lot of high schools are starting to get involved you have certain leagues such as like the high school esports league or um there are actually some conferences in states that are taking this as a serious sport i believe in georgia it is considered a state sport now Uh, just like basketball or just like football would be in the high school level so it's you trying to get involved any way you can and just trying to get as best as you can be and then reach out to these schools they're are a lot of colleges out there looking for these players. Uh, When we started uh, back in January of 2018, so just a little under two years ago, there's about 50-some schools. We're like the 50th school that created a varsity program. There's now over 150 in that short time frame afterwards. So this is just going to blow up as it goes farther and farther. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of schools looking for players.
0: Now, okay, like my son, for instance, likes Rocket League. That's one of his Mm -hmm. games, his go-to games. And he's really good at it, but he gets frustrated because he'll ask me, he'll say, well, dad, I want to do, you know, and he watches a lot of the competitions, but he's like, how do I get it? How do I, and I don't really know how to answer it. (laughs) I'm like, uh, (laughs) you know, I I just tell him, I'm like, well, let's, you know, he follows him on his Instagram and he, and he's like, well, I don't understand how I can like here in Florence participate in a Rocket League, you know, in, in, in certain games. Is it just certain games, though, like around here, or is it is it still kind of open? You know, like the, the waters are still kind of, mm-hmm. hey, running so they can you can pick and choose. How does that work?
3: There are some games that have kind of risen to the top to being like the, basically the big dogs of the collegiate esports scene, and Rocket League is one of those where it started out low, but it has quickly grown to be the third or fourth most played across colleges. Like wow. the top two right now is obviously like league of legends is at the top overwatch mm-hmm. is right afterwards. And then hearthstone and rocket league has been fighting for that number three spot. And if I remember correctly, I believe rocket league has overtaken hearthstone. Wow. So There are a lot of schools that are looking for rocket league players. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I'll and tell them. on getting better, um, rocket mm-hmm. league is a game that I don't really follow too much. I play the game a bit. It is a hard game. That mm-hmm. game is not easy to get good at. Um, so the people who are able to get good at it, it's, blows my mind Mm -hmm. but there's um, the best thing I can recommend is look out for those YouTube tutorials just to try to get as many uh, techniques as you can to get better and then go through Twitch try to find the pro players find their streams and just kind of try to mimic what they do Mm -hmm. and just try to kind of see what their play style is because their approach for a reason is because they're the best in the world, and if they're going to be able to show you what they're doing, it's best to try to learn from them.
0: Nice.
2: Okay, good so advice. let's say somebody is really good. Then what? Do they join tournaments? Do they need to join Facebook groups? Like, what What then?
3: So, the best thing is, yeah, like you said, there's tournaments out there all over the place. Some local, some online. Um, it's, it's really tough to find them sometimes, but uh, the best thing to do is go through uh, and look through some Discord servers. That's really the main thing. Uh, Discord is basically... It's almost like what AIM used to be. It's just a lot of chat rooms and voice chat rooms that you can go into, and anybody could create a server. Anybody could create an account on there, but there are a lot of quote-unquote unofficial official servers that be like, hey, we're running Rocket League tournaments. If you ever want to join in... Join our server, you'll be able to get announcements of when we have these tournaments, and that's going to be the easiest way to find out where the high tier players are going to be. Mm. And it's one of those things that I always tell people when you're first getting into the esports scene, when you're first getting into playing tournaments, don't be discouraged if you're not that good right away. And I always used to use the example for the fighting game scene because it is one of the most interesting scenes out there where you could be the best person in your entire town. Like, you play your friends, you never get beat, you 2 over them every time, no one has a chance to get to get you. You go to a tournament for the first time, and you easily get O2 swapped, and you're out of the tournament very quickly. It is just a completely different world. And I, don't know, I remember my friend used to say in the fighting game scene, it's something where the first step of getting good at a fighting game is going to a tournament and taking your lumps just because <laughs> the yeah. only way to get better is to lose to people who are better than you and slowly learn as you go to more and more tournaments. Ah. You
2: kind of need to learn how to lose too, yeah, though, right? Yeah, like yeah. to control oh, those yeah, emotions yeah. and figure out how to rebound from that. Oh, yeah.
3: It, it's, it's a crazy world in esports because like in – normal sports when you're playing just your like in high school within your County or your area, you're playing people who are either relative skill level to you. You won't really get crazy differences and variances in skill level. But once you take that online, it's the sky's the limit to how good these players could be. Cause it could be somebody from California you're playing against and, they're just miles ahead of you. Or it could be someone from, I, I'm just going to use like Maine, for example, who might not play a lot and he's way below you. It's just, you're going to see a really high variance of skill levels.
2: Mm. I have to say that these, um, what was it? Discords. It sounds very dark web. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounds- <laughs> it
0: sounds a little like, oh, you know. <laughs> it sounds like you
2: need to know somebody to know somebody yeah. to get in with yeah. the right people. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, a lot of times you can just find websites that do have like their Discord servers listed on there. Yeah. Uh, It's just sometimes you got to know people who know the right service to go to. And other times you just got to go for a little bit of searching to uh, find it.
0: Yeah. If you want something, you got to go, go, got to work for it a little bit. Right, Joseph? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Another question I have for you is, okay, you were just talking about California. We just talked about it on the show. California, uh, University of California, Irvine, has just announced they're going to do scholarships Uh, for e-games and and e-sports and offer degrees degrees in it
2: so just Mm -hmm. from your professional opinion how valid is that like if your kid comes to you and says they want to do this are you shaking in your boots like oh no they're gonna they're gonna end up on the street yeah or are you (laughs) confident that this is going to be a valid um uh, lifestyle yeah a a way that people Mm -hmm. can support themselves
3: I think it's definitely going to be valid, especially with scholarships. A lot of schools are doing that for their players. Mm -hmm. Um, The degrees, though, there are some schools that do that already as well. Um, My opinion on it is that right now it is so new, you don't really need a degree. Uh Um, It is a good way to specialize, though, if you want to be like, I want to be in eSports, and it's something that's great to have on your resume if that's what you're going to do. And the scene is so new and there's so many schools going on board that there are going to be people who do need this uh, degree. It's just that I think my opinion on it is it's a bit of a risk. It will make you stand out a lot more for this type of career, but you are kind of putting yourself into a corner of, well, what if you don't get an esports job? You don't have a lot of living room there because – I I don't know if that degree is going to have a lot of flexibility. Well, let's um, be on,
1: let's
0: be honest, Joseph and Maddie. Let's just be honest. Uh, if my kid came to me with a degree in art, you might even or a music degree. You know, what I mean, it's just like <laughs> you're taking a risk with music. You're taking a risk with art. Why not take the risk? You know, but, but <laughs> isn't
2: but what you're saying really is that it comes down to you being good at the game. Yeah, like yeah, some guy can have a degree, oh. but if he can't beat you in the game, who cares? Then if he cares has a about degree? It? Or, yeah, it's just a saying? piece of paper too.
3: Uh, well, it all depends on – I think most people going for this esports degree aren't really players. They're more going to be the tournament organizers or the oh, people behind okay. the scenes like or director like I am right now. Gotcha. Because um, it's one of the things that my players right now, there's not a player on my team that wouldn't beat me in a 1v1. Um, they're <laughs> all better than me. Uh, and that's another I just know for a fact. And guess. that's how it's going to be. Um, it's the same if you look at coaches in basketball. I'm sure that if I uh, – if I say this, my my basketball coach probably wouldn't be too happy, but he probably <laughs> wouldn't be able to beat most of his players in a 1v1. Like, Yeah, yeah. Coaches don't always have to be better than the people that they're coaching. hmm mm-hmm.
2: All right, so I'm really curious. You mm-hmm. mentioned earlier about watching it and, like, your dad watches and, and things like that. I mean, I never heard of this. Like, where yeah. are people watching eSports? Like, and, for instance... Are you there at Coker? Um, what do they even call it? Like, do you have a regular meetup? Is it, is it online? Like, how do people watch it? Can they, can they go and see you guys play live?
3: Mm-hmm. So the majority of it is going to be on a website called uh, twitch.tv, and that's where we stream all of our games that we have, and that's where we have uh, all of our um, like The parents of the kids. They are able to watch. They are able to chat with each other while they're watching the game as well. And that's where you'll see the majority of these tournaments. Now, occasionally, like if we have a playoff game or something like that, we'll also have a viewing party on campus. While they might not be able to see the players themselves play, you to be in the same room with people who are watching the same game at the same time. Okay. Um, there are some places where you could have a stage up front that have all the players, and then you have the large crowd watching the games as well. Um, there's a lot of different options for that. And in the professional scene, there are a lot of television channels that are starting to have eSports. Like I said, the Overwatch League recently was just on ABC. Um, TBS has been doing Counter-Strike for about a year now. Mm -hmm. And I believe, like, ESPN, Disney XD, they do some things with the Overwatch League as well. So there are a lot of different ways to watch it. In the collegiate scene, it is mostly online on the Twitch TV and there are some schools that have viewing areas as well that students or parents can go to to watch. Um, for us, though, we mostly use our Twitch channel. It's been the easiest thing for us. And the one thing I love is, like I said, there's a chat room on the side that, that parents get to uh, talk with each other, and I love their usernames on it. Like I said, one of our players' name is Shammy. His mom has an account that's called ShamFam. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. We have, like like Wolf, one of our players, her mom has an account called uh, Mama Salty on there, so it's one <laughs> of those things where you get to see the play, like the parents on there with like names that are very close to their sons or daughters. That's cool. That's really
0: cool. Showing support, you know, to their family. That's awesome.
2: Are there conferences? Like, who are you guys playing?
3: So there are a few conferences out there. Uh, some games and might just be as simple as like North, South, East, and West conference, and you're just playing people in the general geographic area. Uh, for League of Legends this coming year, we're actually competing in the Peach Belt Conference because they do have wow. uh, collaboration with uh, Riot Games. And you do see some of that. Like You see, uh, I believe it's Big Ten, East Coast Conference, and Peach Belt are three of the ones that I remember on the top of my head that do have these conference plays. And nice. if you're not in one of those three conferences, then it's usually just the North, South, East, and West geographically. and um, And then sometimes it's just national. So one day like i remember last year for overwatch we played i think like clemson and california in the same week now uh, you'll get wow. games like that and then other times we face like usc there some weeks so sometimes they're really close by that if we wanted to we could have drove to them and have a live match then other times it's like oh it's in california that's there's no way we have a lot of that
2: for that. Um, Joseph, I hope you whooped those Clemson players
0: behind. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, Betty's got a – she doesn't really – she doesn't have a good place. For, it's dark no, no, over no, there. No. That's the – you know. But, hey, hey we're, we'll be right back with Joseph. Joseph Rudy, we're going to talk to you a little bit more. I want to know about coaching, your coaching style. Take a quick break. Hold on one second. All right, so we're back with Joseph Rudy, the director over at Coker College of Esports, the eGaming. Uh, so let's talk coaching. Like you said you, your kids, how many how often, how long, and how many different games are they playing? Like you know how a many week? people are on your team?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it all depends on the game. For like League of Legends, we have about five players. For Overwatch you need six. I think we have seven, so we have one sub for that. And for Hearthstone, which is usually a single-player game, in Collegiate, it's kind of like a collaborative three-person game. So we have three players for that. And most of them are only playing one game. You don't have a lot of overlap. There are some people who will um, play in two games, but it's fairly rare. And ours is a lot different than you normally see from regular sports. We probably only meet 10 to 15 hours a week, I'd say, which is fairly low. Um, But it's because a lot of the time between games between practices They're playing these games and they're getting themselves better. The self-improvement is really the biggest part about it Uh, When we meet what we'll usually do is we'll either have um, Scrimmages against other schools because that's the best way to practice There's not really many too many (laughs) drills that you do in eSports So the best way to get practice is just to complete or just to continuously play games against other schools and then what we'll also do is other times we meet is we'll do VOD review where we'll take a, um, a video of a scrim or a video of um, a match that we had and we'll go over it and we'll explain this is what you should do differently. This is what we should have done. And then we'll talk about our future games and like how we should play certain maps a certain way or how we should try for this certain strategy. So. A lot of it is on their own playing with like maybe one other player or just by themselves in the games. And the other part of it is the theory crafting and uh, going over videos of your games.
0: That's neat. So, what about sponsorships? Are you guys getting, do you guys have a sponsor? Like, are you sponsored by Mountain Dew, you know, or (laughs) Game Fuel or something like that? Or have you thought about doing, reaching out to some, like some of the local businesses and getting sponsors or?
3: Uh, we have, like, the same sponsors that, that the entire, like, athletic program has. Like, respon- like the uh, athletics department is sponsored by stuff. Um, like, a lot of local businesses. I believe it's, like, Ace Hardware is one of our sponsors. p Pit is one of our sponsors. Nice. We don't have any um, specific ones for eSports just yet. We mm-hmm. do have a partnership with, like, uh, Omen PCs where we're able to get really good PCs for pretty cheap. Awesome. Um, but it's not really a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. So we have a few partnerships, but no uh, – direct sponsors just yet
2: but are you like under the ncaa to where like your players can't make money yeah. on their own or how does that work luckily
3: not yeah so there are no regulations when it comes to the ncaa for our team wow. we are part uh part of um uh of a con- not a conference but um an organization called nace uh which stands for the north america collegiate esports association and what that does is uh it's does have that structure that NCAA would give us, but it doesn't take away from these players. It doesn't uh, take away amateurism, which is the biggest thing, because a lot of these players, they might have their own Twitch streams, or they might be in other tournaments as well, where they might be making money, and if we were under something like the NCAA, they wouldn't be able to play and do that at the same time, and it would restrict um, esports a lot, especially in the collegiate scene. So... We don't have any regulations that NCAA has. Like, there are some that we do make sure that we add on just because we think it'd be good for the players. Where, like, minimum GPA, max, like, making sure they have so many uh, credit hours and stuff like that. But that's more of us making sure that it's the, we have the best possibilities for our players.
0: So, Joseph, uh, you know, I know you're probably aware of right here in Florence, they started a rec league for eSports. Mm-hmm. And I want to say you guys were kind of helping out that rec league. Is that true?
3: Oh yeah, we've been in touch with them for probably a little over a year now. As they were uh, bringing it up, we helped them bring it up. Uh, sadly, I wasn't able to make their opening day, but I will be going there this weekend to uh, see their next um, the meeting and gathering that they're doing this weekend. Nice. And we've been helping them out, and I really love seeing a lot of these rec leagues and high schools come up and start bringing up the esports scene because not only does it help poker, it brings in more people into the esports scene at a local level i just like seeing it for um as but if i was in high school i would love to have something like this or yeah. something similar it's it's a great thing for a lot of the kids where traditional sports might not reach for them and now it's, it's just giving something to everybody mhm and, and
0: it's true cuz like we're we're both gamers we love games I'm
3: retired. Uh, she, yeah, she but
0: retired. But I only play, like, <laughs>
2: Gears of War and things like Halo. that. Halo. She's a Halo and yeah. Gears
0: girl. I'm a Halo Gears guy. <laughs> I still play. I played a little. I dabbled in the Fortnite. I'm not that good. But what's <laughs> some of your favorite your favorite games? Is it just the games you're playing with, your coaching, you're directing right now, or do you have other games you like?
3: Um, I've, always, I've also been a Halo fan. That was probably my first um, like eSports experience was in Halo 3. Um, that was when, like, I had a, like I learned, like, all of, like, the weapon spawn times on every map, like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: the strategies you needed to do, um, and it's probably, like, a game that where I actually first started making, like, the torrents back then, it was, like, you'd be competing for, like, maybe, like, the entire prize pool was, like, $100 in Microsoft points or something small like that. It yeah. was a very tiny scene back then, but mm-hmm. it was like, definitely a really cool thing to be able to compete back then and mm-hmm. just be able to get better. Uh, with a team that wanted to compete with you But now in the eSports team My my main game is League of Legends um, I play that almost daily I play it with my players from time to time um, I still play a bit of Hearthstone and Overwatch as well I might not play it as much as League though But um, I would say that those are probably the main three games That I've been playing mm-hmm. um, On the I computer though I a WoW has come out Me and my players have got a little bit sidetracked at that a bit But uh, not really an eSports title But it's just a nice uh, break away from the competitiveness
2: of the other games. Those sound like because I'm not that familiar. I've seen like a, I saw a show on Netflix about the
0: documentary. It had League yeah. of Legends on it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm familiar
2: with the names, but I really don't know anybody that plays. I've never played it myself. Um, so those but there are those games they're played on a computer, right? They're not played on like a console. Is it like all a PC? Or a- yeah. Yeah. No,
3: Those games are all PC. The majority of esports are played on PC. Uh, you do have your outliers like the Halo and Gears of War scene. That's, of course, on Xbox. Um, Rocket League can either be played on PC or PlayStation. There's not really any advantage one way or another. Just because most people who play on PC play with a controller anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but most games are on PC and keyboard, or mouse and keyboard. And that's mostly just because of the precision that you get. Um, is a lot easier than what you would get on A
0: controller see i always wonder the debate because you know i have friends that play on both i I stick to i'm an xbox guy so i stick to the xbox but you know i came up nintendo old school with a controller so i'm always like oh but they swore up and down that's why they they literally like frankenstein made their own like pcs and you know made them Mm -hmm. super fast they're like it's better you know your 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 quality is going to be better that's what they and i didn't really believe them so it's true then huh
3: I would think that, yeah, I started off as a console gamer myself. I've been playing consoles until I got into college, and that's when I found League of Legends. Mm-hmm. And switching over to PC, it was a bit of a task. It was tough. But after playing it for a while, it is, it, in my opinion, it is better. It is a lot higher precision. It is a... Uh, Um, like you said, the graphics are much better. You can custom make your own computer, which I actually just recently did a few months back. I made my own PC. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's one of those where if a new Xbox comes out, you got to buy a whole new system. Yeah, yeah. If my PC starts to lag, I might just have to update one or two things. And Ah. that's one thing I always like about it, Mm -hmm. where in the long run, it is cheaper than a console. But starting off, there is nothing wrong with starting off on consoles because it is a very easy thing to get to. A lot of these players starting off, they might be young with parents who might not be technology or like not be too savvy in technology. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to buy that console. Um it's something where I would recommend though as you get older, definitely look into it though. Definitely see if you if the PC world would be better for you.
2: Um how often does that become an excuse? Like if a player loses and they're like, oh my P C was like my computer was lagging or yeah.
3: it was too slow.
0: Is lag a big thing like that?
3: Yeah it's one of those things where it's like Sometimes it's an excuse, but sometimes it is a legitimate concern. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where I noticed that when I updated my PC, I went from a laptop that in League played at like 15 frames a second, then built my own computer and now I'm playing like 200. Oh wow! You do get it is a uh, a lot harder to play on those little frames. So it is something where it can limit you and um, hurt you in the long run. Uh, but there are some people with high end PCs who still complain that if their PC where it really isn't. So um, whenever I see people complaining about it online, I take it with a grain of salt, but yeah. sometimes it's legitimate. So if fun. you
2: were a beginner yeah. just trying to switch from console to PC, what, price tag yeah what's yeah because
0: this is my son all day he's and I'm like what you're saying I'm the guy who's you know I know my technology limits so I'm like oh (laughs) oh, I know those get expensive and I'm like I'm not trying to crush anybody's dreams you know because that's what he wants to do eventually is get like a pc but I don't know what the heck he's pulling out stuff that you know has you know they're kind of pricey right but what's like like Maddie said what's a good price tag to start, so
3: that is one of those things. Like just starting out, you can make a decent budget PC that will run most games at 60 frames. Uh, I would use probably use stuff like um, if it's like Rocket League, you don't have to worry about it too much. But I would probably use like Overwatch as a as a starting point of like try to get that game at 60 frames, pr- decent graphics as well. Mm-hmm. And you can make budget PCs for one that's actually pretty good. Like I would say like not like too budget, but like something that's actually pretty decent quality as well. You can make one for like five or $600. It's, it's oh. something that's not too pricey. Like it's no. not these $1,200 price points you sometimes see. Yeah. Um, but it might take a little bit of researching and learning how to build a PC, which it's one of those after building one myself. It is a scary thing to try, but with all the tech or the information that's out in the world and, and YouTube makes it a lot easier and it's, they make it pretty foolproof now.
0: Yeah, well, you you make sense, too, when you said, you know, in the long run, if you are on PC, if something breaks, it's probably cheaper to to fix that one part, whereas you're like, oh, you you get the red circle of death back in the day on the Xbox, you're like, got to buy a whole new Xbox, possibly, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Okay, that's interesting.
3: And I I think growing up, like, granted, we got heavy uses out of our 360s, (laughs) me, my dad, and my sister all used them quite heavily. Yeah. Uh, And we probably went through, like, three or four ourselves, so... It shows that like it was probably, if we just went with PC, a lot easier than if we kept going with 360s. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so I just have a silly question. How are we doing on time? Are you are you okay? Are we taking you
3: away from something? Oh, no, I'm really good. I made sure that we had uh, a lot of time to uh, be able to talk, because one thing I noticed about esports is that if you talk with the right people, you could talk for hours. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we're just interested. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah. it's
3: a brand new world that people either know a lot about or very little, and I could talk to somebody who's been in the esports team for five years and we could be talking about new things that none of us ever heard about because hmm. we just might be in completely different sides of the scene. Oh,
2: oh wow. wow. Yeah, that's it. Um, again, we're talking with Joseph Rudy. He works uh, as the director of esports at Coker College and he's the head coach for their team there. And so um, what I just wanted to know, what was the game that um, Leroy Jenkins was playing?
3: <laughs> Leroy what what game was that? That was a uh, World of Warcraft. Um, yeah, it's so famous. The third line yeah. That was they were doing a part of a raid. They were just planning beforehand and got a little impatient. It was just like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go in. Let's do it. You follow me. You follow me. If you don't, you don't." Um, which turned out to be the death of his entire right. uh, <laughs> raiding party. But yeah, right. The whole but squad how come note. that yeah,
2: how how come that game isn't a um?
3: Yeah, is that, e- is that like it, an esports
0: yeah, game? game? I hear
2: that one's like super famous.
0: for yeah, wow, a Long time, really. Yeah, been around.
3: Wow. It actually does have a few tournaments out there. A lot of people, there's just a little bit of PvP in WoW that you'll see tournaments for. Um, there are some things like dungeon runs where like where we get through this dungeon the fastest, we'll win. So there are some tournaments out there. Um, it's just it's not as big as League, it's not as big as Overwatch or even Rocket League for that matter. Um mm-hmm. but there are some a few side tournaments that still give decent price pools. Like I remember when we first started five years ago. A good prize pool for a tournament might be like $10,000. Um, that would be something where you would definitely want to go to, definitely want to compete in. Um, that sounds like a good prize pool now. Like the WoW tournament, they probably give like a 100000 prize pool, which is Whoa. fairly low for the esports team now, but still fairly decent. Wow. Wait a
2: second, wait a second. This is really? a whole new line of questioning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, are, you guys, are you guys playing for this kind of money?
3: Uh, so a lot of our players do play for scholarships. Um a lot of the um, companies like Blizzard, they have their own collegiate team that they, have, that they do. For mm-hmm. example, they have a company called Tespo, which controls all of their uh, collegiate teams. And right now, there's a Hearthstone tournament going on right now that the first place team, per player, they make, I think it's $4,000 in scholarships.
1: Mm-hmm. So
3: they are competing for quite a bit of money. Um, League of Legends and Overwatch, they have their own teams as well. Um, I know in the past, they would be giving uh, close to full rides to the people who won these big tournaments. So, they are competing for scholarships, and sometimes they are competing for a little bit of a cash prize as well. Wow.
2: So, is there any, uh, well, okay, who are the, who's like the most famous, or give me some of the most famous League of Legends, is that what it's called? Yeah, League of Legends.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Players, Mm -hmm. and... Also, let me know what are, like, the big tournaments to look out for.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um, some of the biggest League of Legends players right now, uh, like, the most popular is probably Faker from Korea. He uh, probably has a salary that's probably around a million dollars in, in American. Um, oh. He's, he's making bank right now. He actually, actually in Korea, he has commercial deals. Wow. And you'll see him on TV. He is that popular over in South Korea. Jeez. Um, and right now, actually, the world finals for League of Legends is going on right now. And it might be something where I'd have to check, but I think it's like the first place team might be getting like a million dollars. It might be like a $2 million prize pool total.
0: Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah,
3: it, it definitely blows up. And it definitely gets a little bit bigger because that's just the baseline. Uh, a lot of tournaments now, they do a little bit of crowdfunding where they might sell like an uh, in-game skin or cosmetic for your character. And a certain percentage of that goes into the world's prize pool. I know last year they, I think, practically doubled the prize pool where the entire prize pool was like $4 million, something like that. Um, it's Man. slowly catching up to uh, stuff like um, Dota. like Almost their entire prize pool is crowdfunded. And I think this past year they got to like 11 or $12 million for the entire prize pool. Jeez. So it's something where these teams win a tournament and uh, as a player, you might just win a million dollars. That, that is like your split of the winnings, too. So there is a lot of money into the pro scenes of these certain tournaments at the top, top tier. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like uh, the World Finals for League of Legends is happening. Actually, right now they're doing the play-in stages for a lot of what they consider the wild card regions uh, where like uh, Brazil, Turkey, Vietnam, like these smaller regions will be competing And then they will also compete against uh, the bigger regions, like North America, Europe, Europe, um, Korea, China. Those are like the four powerhouses right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's like basically a month-long tournament that will go into uh, a couple of finals where – I think it's in Madrid – no, it's in Paris this year where the finals are. Mm -hmm. And in the past, they sell have stadiums. Uh, Two years ago, me and my sister went to uh, Madison Square Garden, to watch the semifinals, Jeez. and that was completely sold out in minutes wow it is a very popular sport at this time
2: yeah, I heard I there's arenas it? in California oh that I heard there's arenas in California
3: oh yeah, there are esports arenas being brought up, especially in like um las Vegas has a big one California there's a lot of small ones as well um I believe there's like one in Irvine, if I remember correctly. So it is slowly growing. Um, it was mostly in California scene. Uh, it is getting bigger in Pennsylvania as well. There's uh, an esports arena being built in Philly, and wow. this is actually being built by Comcast and the owners of like the Flyers. And wow. it's going to wow. be in their. Um, I forget. I think it's like their Media Park or whatever they call it. It's actually going to be like right in between their uh, basketball and hockey arena and their football arena. It's going to be in that close-knit area where it has the rest of the sports so if it is a jam-packed day for sports there's nothing saying that you can't go watch a a Phillies game walk over to see an eagles game and then walk across the street to see like a philadelphia fusion game for overwatch and they're going to be right across the street from the eagles the flyers the 76ers and stuff like that so
0: coming along uh, the
3: west coast california is like the place to be and east coast philly might be growing up soon to be like the place to be for esports
0: wow so okay joseph what do you where do you see what's your goal for the next five years being here in the pd with coker college what would you what would you like to see happen what, what's your goal with being the director of esports
3: uh, my goal at least for coker is to grow our team getting a lot of good players and getting as best as you can uh, in the next five years, I want to be able to win Peach Belt. That's one of the biggest things that we would want to do. Um, I want to be able to see us get our own arena as well, maybe have a place where viewers can watch. But I also want to see the local scene grow as well. I want to see South Carolina become uh, a lot bigger when it comes to the eSports scene. Right now, if you want to go to really anything eSports, you kind of have to go down to Atlanta. But I'd like to see maybe something in Florence, something in Columbia, where it is something a little bit closer for these people in South Carolina because right now there's actually quite a bit of like smash players and stuff like that, but I'd like to see it grow into other
1: games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you ever need our help, I mean, we're just a local radio station, but if you ever need our help talking about anything or getting the word out for anything y'all do, you just let us know.
0: Yeah, seriously. And
2: before we let you go, I have one last question. Um, I was just curious about betting. Uh, Is there, is there? I know that betting just got legalized in New Jersey, so there's a lot of betting on sports and and things like that. There's got to be like sideline betting. Is there any formal betting? Is there? Do, do are people doing it on the side under the table? Can you talk about it at all? Since you're
0: yeah, <laughs> at an official yeah, we're college, just, we're curious. <laughs>
3: Uh, There are some betting sites out there where you can bet on, um, like, not collegiate, but like these professional tournaments that go on. There actually was a site a while ago, and it used to be called, um, uh, was it CSGO something? It was like or CSGO Lounge. And what it was is like in CSGO, you have these customizable guns, these customizable knives that you could actually use in-game, and the prices for these guns would range as little as a quarter and as high as... $1,000 thousand dollars. That yeah. alone blows my mind that someone would buy a n an in-game knife for more than what a real-life knife would cost. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> there were certain sites where you'd be able to go to and like you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna bet V skins that is worth maybe ten dollars, and I'm gonna put it on this team, and depending if they win or lose and how much <laughs> other people were betting, I get a certain amount back. I might only get maybe like. My bet given $2 back if it was kind of like a, a one-sided match. Or I might get $50 and skins back if it was an upset. Um, like these odds were basically calculated by how much bets were going on each side. Um, that kind of had its own problems in the CSGO scene. You actually had some tournaments or some uh, teams would actually purposely throw matches
1: because oh. they
3: were putting a bet on the other team. It was, it was a mm. very bad time for the scene. But luckily, now it's getting so big that players aren't forced to do it anymore. It just happened three, four years ago, and now these players are making salaries, so they don't want to risk their careers on right. a couple of hundred dollars of skins.
1: Yeah, but, definitely. we uh, you
3: still have some other sites where you go into where it'd be like, for the world Finals, let's just say, I think it's, you put odds like, uh, there's, a, there's a North American team like Team Liquid. I think they put them at like 50 to 1 odds to win the entire thing, so you could bet on that. Or if you want, you could bet on a region. You could, I think North America is on like a 29-1 to 1 odds to win. So you could bet on just North American team winning. So there are some things that you could still bet out there. Um, it's not as big as sports betting just yet, but it, it's one of those things where if it's out there, people will go to it.
2: Yeah, and I imagine if there's an arena in Vegas, <laughs> yeah,
3: somebody's yeah. betting on yeah. something.
0: <laughs> They're figuring ways, you know. They're figuring ways. Well, Joseph, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being a part of the podcast today.
3: No, thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, I feel like we could do a whole nother one. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll call you maybe in the future. We'll yeah. see what's up. <laughs> I've been fascinated by the whole
3: conversation. Yes, uh-huh, me too. And this is one of those things where so we've been talking for like 45 minutes, but it's just been very free-flowing. And That's one thing I love about eSports is that there's something for everybody in here. If you're just a viewer or you're a player or you have a family member that's part of it, there are so many different things that could be involved in it. And that's one thing I like to tell schools as well is that, there are a lot of different things or a lot a lot of different experiences that people can learn from. If let's say you want to be a journalist when you grow up, you could start doing that in esports. If you want to be a photographer, that esports people need that. There are a lot of people who go into it for casting, like shout casting, like play by play, color casting, that's in esports as well. Mm-hmm. Anything you would think you would need in a traditional sports sense, you'll see it in the esports world as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's man, awesome. It that is. Thank All you so right. much, Joseph. Yeah. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time.
2: Good luck to your team. Yeah. Thank you very
0: much. All right. Well, there you go. E-games, e-sports. It's happening. Get ready. Gaming world is, is coming. If you're not ready, uh, if you're thinking it's a joke, it doesn't sound like it's a joke now.
2: No, I think it's a very legitimate, respectful uh, thing. It's obviously a structured league, and I yeah. think it's super cool myself, and I just look forward to watching it grow.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I think it's going to be awesome. Hey, and make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast. You know, every week we got up a new podcast, if, unless something's going on, but uh, usually it's weekly, and uh, hopefully we'll have a new episode next week for you.
2: Uh, we do it every Thursday, usually around 1 o'clock you'll see the new episode.
0: That's right. Like and subscribe.